welcome to Astro Dish, a weekly podcast where we talk about celebrity gossip, pop culture, and how it all ties in with astrology. So if you're nosy like I am and ready to know all the drama, stick around and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to Astro Dish. My name is Samantha. This is the very first episode, so that's very exciting where we talk about pop culture, celebrity gossip, and all things astrology. A little bit about me. I'm 28. I live in a flyover state with my boyfriend and my dog. I am a Cancer Sun, a Cancer Moon, and a Capricorn Rising, and I am nosy. I am so nosy. I don't even know how to begin to express it. Um, I like to know all of the gossip and all of the drama. I never want to be in the middle of it, but I want to know about it. So this podcast is a great outlet where I can speak into the void (laughs) and hopefully get this pulled out of my brain so we can get on with life. (laughs) Uh, 2022, I wanted to start this and I feel like it was 48 hours and then three years combined into one crazy year, I just was unable to get it off the ground. So 2023, new year, new me, new podcast. Today, we are going to talk about Rihanna and the Super Bowl. We're going to do a little bit of Billie Eilish with the Vanity Fair, Miley Cyrus, and Chris Hemsworth. I should say that's going to be the main topic. Um, because Flowers was released and people went crazy and I'm always a fan of Easter eggs. I think they're fun um, and I wanted to talk about it. Then we're going to do like a mini astrology lesson in here mainly so you understand all the little tidbits that I say. So if I go they're an Aquarius or they are a Leo or Sagittarius You'll know what that means, and I think it'll be fun. It's a secret language. Then we'll wrap it up. So I think it'll be an easy, quick episode. I think that I will be able to get everything out that I need to get out. So first topic we're going to talk about today will be Rihanna, because I want to. (laughs) And Rihanna was born on February 20th, 1988 at 8.50 a.m. in St. Michael, Barbados. And she is a Pisces sun, a Aries moon, and a Aries ascendant. Um, Obviously, we know Rihanna as the singer, or I did. She, you know, she was, that's how she got big. And then she ended up branching out, doing Savage Fenty for the lingerie line. And then, of course, she did Fenty, the beauty product line as well. And is kind of like pushed through to have multiple sources of income that don't feel necessarily how do I say this fake um so a lot of celebrities are known for doing their own skincare line um I can think like especially the Kardashians right now I think there's talk of Hailey Bieber going to be coming out with some there's always somebody who does these lines and I feel like they're kind of like money grabs I don't necessarily think that these were done with the intention of being money grabs though they are very successful so i think that's great if you can hear that that is my dog uh angus the moo cow and i would love to tell you that he will not be making noise in the background but he absolutely will be due to the fact that if i put him in the other room 
he will cry <laughs> and whine and it's not fun so he is just going to be my co-host so if you do hear him sorry it is what it is speaking of cash grabs <laughs> This is where it kind of gets into the territory for me where I'm not sure if it is one um, But she has not released an album in six years. So she kind of like stepped back. She had a baby with ASAP Rocky That's a whole thing that I probably won't be getting into this time But I'm sure I will make a more in-depth kind of talk about them um, and then she you know just did other things did other ventures she went and did her her skincare her makeup her you know her clothing her lingerie stuff um and now since she's doing the super bowl and she's going to be actually performing music people are freaking out are we getting another album do i think we're gonna get another album no maybe if that's what she wants to do i guess but she's kind of at a point where her net worth is enough for like she can kind of do what she wants. I think she has made it into permanent A-list status. And I love her. I do want to say that first and foremost. Like, I really do like Rihanna. Um, but she is doing Super Bowl gear right now. Like, the merch, basically. Which is really interesting. I don't know any other Super Bowl uh, performer who would... Or who has done that. So, I thought that was really fascinating. Um, and so, they're asking, like, where you can buy it. Things are selling out. It's a only Super Bowl exclusive line. Um, I think you can get it at Fanatics, maybe. I'm not quite sure. But she is going to perform, uh, and I do think that it will be interesting. But is the cash grab, my question, the merch? Like, is she doing this to make more money? Super Bowl performers, which I'm not sure if everyone is aware of because I wasn't, they don't get paid for doing the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl notoriously will pay for, or like NF, NFL will pay for their like light shows, their production of like what they want on the stage, but they don't pay the performers. It's kind of like voluntary. Uh, it is the biggest like sports event of the year i mean the world cup obviously is as well for like fifa and stuff but this is like every year people sit down and watch this football um i just thought it was always interesting they never got paid for it but they get a lot of like publicity and name recognition um and then famously when La when snoop dogg 50 cent um when when there was that big controversy of like what they can do what they can't eminem kneeling or like Snoop Dogg wearing blue for the Crips. Um, it was very interesting how they got like like charged like for that. They they ended up getting like citations almost in the Super Bowl. The NFL is really interesting that they do that anyway with their players. So they get a lots of money for these contracts, but like it can go down to if you're not wearing the right socks at like practice you get charged and like you get these fees and these little citations i'm not getting paid for this and how can i profit on this it's not don't think it's done man maliciously but also she is very fashion forward so i also wonder if it's just give me the time to kind of do something really dope like as like a moment right 
so I just wanted to talk about that she is a Pisces though and I do think that Pisces romanticize a lot of things and she's an Aries so her emotions are very like oh you told me to do something I'm not gonna do that or like you told me I can't do something I'm definitely going to do that because they have a problem with authority so it was just really cool to kind of watch how this go down I'm excited I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl and I'm not going to be paying thousands of dollars for ticket prices for it I get to just watch it live and I think that's gonna be really fun so like get your money girl um, <laughs> anyway so that's all I have to say about Rihanna going into a throwback kind of article is the Drake first and foremost is I just kind of find him obnoxious and I always have <laughs> that sounds really mean um, but I want to talk about his necklace I want to talk about the the crazy expensive wild necklace situation where it was like all the times that he could propose and d didn't it makes me laugh and it's it's one of those things where I was like is this real life like are we doing this um so Drake is Scorpio to the max um I put them together kind of purposely where I did Rihanna and then Drake because while I love Rihanna and Drake annoys me they have had history in the past and so my brain was like how many of these engagement ring pieces came from you just like daydreaming about Rihanna because you are a Scorpio <laughs> um but it's like 42 different stones were they and they're all different and were they 42 times like you wanted to propose to 42 different women I just have questions I have questions <laughs> and he may have bops but like he'll always be that like very weird little kid from Degrassi I don't know if I'm aging myself probably not it's not that old right like people all know that he was like the Canadian kid in Degrassi right I'm not going crazy there this like obnoxious error about him so I just thought it was interesting he thought that this was like a great idea and I even think Charlemagne was like this is some serious manic behavior and I agree like I do think it is manic behavior for him but I also think it's Scorpio behavior he is a very all-or-nothing kind of dude and he has a cancer moon and so cancer moons were like so sensitive <laughs> and like our feelings need to be validated in such a way he's just very heavy in the water I mean his ascendant is in Leo too so we think that he has like main character energy when you first meet him so like you may listen to a bop and you're like oh my gosh like this dude is like so on top of stuff and then you find out like mm, not really right like he's just he's just sensitive and I think he like plays into that I think he really f lines in with like that soft soft boy energy that like oh like you should like me because I'm a nice guy when I don't think he's a nice guy at all and I actually think he's creepy <laughs> well I say he's creepy because like let's get into some like blind items and like some things allegedly even though it's like gotten out there but it is like technically allegedly we're not getting sued on this podcast that's not going to happen about how he just texts underage girls he likes to do that with Billie Eilish with Millie Bobby Brown um and it is creepy it is very like this dramatic creepy thing where oh they're so talented whatever 
And it's super problematic, and it has nothing to do with signs. I think it has to do with him being a creep. I don't know. Ever since then, he has gotten on annoyance with me, and then also with Rihanna. Um, Chris Brown famously was dating Rihanna, and famously they got into a domestic argument, abuse, violence, whatever you want to call it. Drake's favorite thing to be like, whoa, let me pull up on, like, Chris Brown, let me talk to Chris Brown, like, we have problems, and then when she famously rejects him, it became, oh, no, we worked it out, and, like, basically bros before hoes, and I think that you are obnoxious, and I think it's very good that you didn't propose those 42 times to potentially 42 women, so it made me laugh. It's a hideous... <laughs> necklace I'm super mean uh he's got some bops so um you know sometimes you can listen to hotline bling and uh so moving on from Drake we're gonna talk about Billie Eilish hey look at me I'm really tying all these people together and I think that's fantastic um so I wanted to talk about Billie Eilish she is super young she is kind of getting in hot water right now from her fans which like that's a whole other discussion and topic about liking somebody until they get too big and then kind of going against them she has done the vanity fair i i guess it's an article it's like definitely on youtube little i don't know if you would call them articles but vanity fair makes me think of articles so i always say that and she's answers the same questions for the past like five years they kind of just compare all of her previous answers they kind of like it's a very fun experiment and i feel like she as she likes it but she also hates it because you it's cringe no matter what right like looking back on people like your own personal life and the things that you used to say and when you're a kid and your brain's not fully developed you say cringy weird stuff that you think is very deep and existential and I think that's like what the trap was that she fell into with the Vanity Fair articles um, but she's actually in hot water because she is now currently in a relationship with a man who has a pretty significant age gap you know Billie Eilish is fully grown it's an 11 year age gap between jesse james rutherford who was a singer she's just trying to i think like have her relationship and then trying to do that thing with when people tell her that it's wrong she's gonna like double down so people got upset that she went to i think like a halloween party uh and he dressed up as an old man and then she dressed up as a baby and it was like the joke like oh like I'm probably being cold I'm a baby and like I'm not old enough to make my own decisions which can be extremely like obnoxious when you're 20 years old right and I don't think that people have her best interest in mind I don't think that anybody truly has their best interest in mind when it comes to celebrities um like personal people fans whatever i think that when you get so wrapped up into this fan culture and this stan culture it's just like the song right like your stan culture is like this obsessive relationship that you have with somebody that's like not real and and so like these songs help you and these 
people, these celebrities help you and you think of them as um, role models or like these people that like really understand you, they're all people and they do something that you don't like and then it turns into, I'm so disappointed. If you are 35 dating somebody who's 46, like you're not going to get the same pushback. And, and like a good example would be like Cher. I love Cher, by the way. Um, how she's dating somebody 40 years her, her younger? Is that how you say it? 40 years? Because you would say for, 40 years her senior? His senior? I'm not sure. But what I'm trying to say is that there is that, is that we do perceive her as like way younger, right? So I was under the impression... It's like, Billie Eilish, isn't she still, like, 19 years old? Like, she's not. She was born in 2001 on December 18th, which does make her a Sagittarius sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Pisces rising. So that in itself, like, she's a Sagittarius sun. <laughs> so she's going to travel and be flighty and kind of be silly she's a Aquarius moon and you know Aquarius like the unexpected they like the weird they think they like the existential bigger picture tell me something interesting you know it's I think it's just a part of her personality to want something different and he's different he I don't know much about him I do know he's a kind of a creep I believe and like the the he was in like the neighborhood that like sweater song I don't know if anybody remembers that um because I had to look it up I'm like why does that name sound familiar they are I think they're just having fun and that they're weird the thing that people got really concerned was she was mentioning like oh I like I trapped him I like tied him down um in the article and I think people were concerned with the way, way she was talking. I thought it sounded very early 20s to me. I don't know. People are worried they're, like, going to get married or, like, he's taking advantage of her. And, like, maybe. Maybe. But, like, how about, like, when is it okay for celebrities who get famous before they're 18? When is it okay for them to start making their own decisions without, like, the whole world on it? And I know I do know that she's had a lot of issues with, like, her body and like showing um like wearing baggy clothes because she didn't want to be sexualized and then when she did start wearing like tighter fitting clothes like she was sexualized and so she's made it like clear that like I'm uncomfortable with this and then when I start showing my body for her it's like oh like what is she doing why is she doing that I just wanted to talk about it because I don't know I kind of want to know what how other people are taking it and thinking of it too so feel free to you know make comments all that stuff so yeah so those are my big thoughts and ideas of uh what I'm thinking about that's been on my brain and my noggin um and then we're going to do a quick astrology 101 basic tidbit here and when we come back we will talk about the main topic which will be Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Though I am going to go out on a limb and assume that everybody knows their zodiac sign, you have probably been 
in some kind of uh, interaction with somebody who has asked what your sign is or you don't know and in today's age maybe you go straight to Google on your super fast smartphone or you're like me where you have a giant book covered in dust and you open that book and you find your birthday and then it tells you exactly what you are and it gives you your positive traits which you agree to all of them and your negative traits which how dare they suggest anything close to what you are that's not true they don't know you (laughs) um and so that's it and then you walk around life going i'm an aries or i am an aquarius um or a pisces or whatever and you never think about it any further than that you're you're brave you're bold you're smart you're weird and that is all you need to know until at some point in your life you meet somebody who you maybe cannot stand or somebody that you are infatuated with and then you go well what is their sign are we compatible or why aren't we compatible because either this person gets on my nerves or we're going to have five kids and marriage and babies right one extreme or the other there's nothing else. Um, so you then learn all about compatibility and synastry. You would just want yes or no questions answered. So will we be together? Yes. Do we hate each other? Yes. Are we arch nemesis? 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 Are we villains? Yes. <laughs> or no, depending. And then you move on again. Or if you like me, you hyperfixate and you make this, uh, yes, this will be my whole personality all throughout my life. (laughs) So that is astrology. So that sign that you're very familiar with, everyone we've already established is, that is your sun sign. And your sun sign is your sense of self, your identity, and it lights you up. Think sun, warm, ooey gooey, wonderfulness, right? Like, sitting on a beach in the Bahamas. So from now on, we're going to call that sign your sun sign. 12 signs correlating with the months. Think of them correlating like a calendar. So 12 signs, 12 months. Even though the dates are kind of in the middle, you can still think of it that way and that's fine. You have Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. You start with an Aries, so Aries are the baby of the zodiac, and you kind of grow, so it's almost like a lifespan to the Pisces. At the end, they're known at the end of the zodiac like the old man, right? Are you with me? Stay with me. (laughs) And so you have the 12 signs. Those 12 signs are broken down into the four elements. Fire, which are Aries, Leo, and Sag. Earth, which is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Air, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Yes, Aquarius is air. It'll trip everybody up, especially if you've never heard that before. Everyone thinks Aquarius is water. I get you. I feel you. It's air. (laughs) and water cancer scorpio pisces chances are you hear these signs and some like pop out at you for one reason or another whether it's like your best friend is a virgo or you've heard things about gemini or scorpio they seem to be hated no there's no hate in this one i love and hate every sign equally (laughs) i'm equal opportunist here um but those are the elements that they represent 
Now we have them divided into four, right, elements. So it's three sets of four. Okay, with me so far? All right, now, as well as dividing the signs into elements, we also divide them into three different modes. So the modes are the way that we describe our approach to life. So we take one sign from each element and we divide them up into either cardinal, fixed, or mutable. For example, we take a fire element, cardinal would be Aries, a water, like Cancer, a air, like Libra, and a earth, like Capricorn. And those are all cardinal signs. Now, cardinals are dynamic, they're motivated, they're ambitious, they like to start things, not necessarily finish them, but they really like to have big ideas. Fixed signs are more about like staying in power. They like to like maintain the status quo. Um, fixed think that they are stubborn, right? Like they don't change their mind, so they don't have any flexibility. Last, we have mutable. Mutable are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. They're flexible and versatile. They like the idea to change their mind when they gather new information. They absolutely hate being stuck in the day-to-day, -day, the nine-to-five. You now know your sun sign. You know your element and you know your mode. And you also have the ability to know other people's sun sign element and mode and get a better idea. I will say that when you're doing a very basic compatibility arch nemesis situation the same elements go together well and get along well so fire and fire just creates a bigger flame right um, earth and earth air and air water and water all of those go together fine because they're the same element now when you're comparing like different elements with each other fire and air go together Think of it like fire and air, the oxygen from the air feeds the fire, so they work in harmony. Whereas if you got fire and water together, they would cancel each other out. Um, and then with water, water and earth go well together. Think of like rivers and oceans and land, and they do not cancel each other out. They are complementary. So really it's all about balance and not having these signs be toxic or detrimental to the other sign. That's not to say that those friendships, relationships uh, don't work out if they are on opposite ends. You do have to look at a full chart, but on a very basic grasp of things, it's a really good place to start. Um, and then you kind of can get more familiar from there, find out more about their charts, and we can go down what a birth chart is and what a synastry chart reading is and we will have to because that's basically my whole podcast so yeah that was the lesson i hope you took something out of it i know it was a lot to throw at you at once and i know that it, it can be kind of confusing at first hopefully you can just like replay it um if you need to but a lot of this information is online these are the bare bone basics and i really wanted it to be accessible 
I am planning on doing a whole blog post about it on my Substack, just as like a reference guide if you need it. I don't know if you will even want to look at that, but it will be there and that is something that will be there for you. So let's just hop right into the next topic. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth and the release of flowers. So let's do some basics on both of them. I'm sure you kind of already know about them, but I thought I would kind of do just some thoughts and opinions on them. And I would also like to state that I do not condone cheating. I think it's very, very immature and obnoxious. And the fact that there is a cheating scandal involved in this situation irks me. Um, I know that they were very on and off and I'm going to probably come off as being looking at both sides and like talking about both of them um, in like individually and then I want to talk about them as a couple and I just feel like playing the devil's advocate sometimes is very difficult because as soon as I start hearing cheating like it's so annoying for me uh, just don't be with that person but they were young and people make mistakes um so i try to think about that but liam and i don't think i'm going to get this across as well when i kind of go into like them as individuals he is very annoying to me he has such a little brother own like last sibling kind of stereotype and I can say that because I am the last sibling Um, and so maybe that's also why he annoys me because I can see myself doing some of these things like I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder for no reason and or it is a reason but it's not a good enough reason for him to act the way that he acts and it's very interesting when a partner who is less successful than the other partner has like such a resentment towards that I think you just need to like go to therapy journal work that shit out and that may sound very kind of like judgy but um I think this whole podcast is judgy kind of like not meaning to be but like it has my opinions these are all my opinions on this right like nobody sue me it's just an opinion piece you'll be fine Anyway, let's have a conversation about them. So, Miley Cyrus was born November 23rd, 1992 in Nashville, Tennessee. She's a Sagittarius sun, a Scorpio moon, and a Taurus rising. She got her big break doing Hannah Montana in the Disney Channel wheelhouse. She kind of replaced Hilary Duff, and she was good at it. I mean, she started acting in 2001. Um, She basically saw a play or a movie, I can't really remember, and told her dad, that's what I want to do. So they packed up the family and was able to move to California to do this dream. So she definitely qualifies for a child star. I don't know if she is technically a Nepo baby, but her father is Billy Ray Cyrus. He did Achy Breaky Heart, which kind of like broke the records for country music. But I'll definitely say that now I would say the new generation, they don't know Billy Ray Cyrus and instead know Miley Cyrus. 
Her name was Destiny Hope. She did change it. Her nickname was Smiley because she was a happy baby. And they kind of dropped the S and made it Miley Cyrus. So that's where that name came from. A little bit of trivia if you were interested. And yeah, so she started doing the Disney Channel. Um, doing Hannah Montana was kind of helped her do music and dancing and acting and all of the things that she wanted to do. But Disney is notorious for like overworking their child stars. So she was doing shows right after she was filming seasons and like she never got time off, which I think is shitty. And they definitely put her in a box as they always do. I mean, she kind of like fell into that purity culture wave with like Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers and like Disney's needing to seem weirdly pure and like <laughs> virginal for these like teenagers um which is like a weird concept anyway like nobody would be asking if you didn't like put that out there and then it causes headlines to be like oh they took off their purity ring whatever that was a weird time and someday someday i'll cover just the absolute craziness that was this weird PR situation for children and child stars in Disney, Nickelodeon, and how uh, sometimes I get to the point where I wonder if I even want to talk about it because it's so creepy and weird and I can't believe that like this is kind of like an open secret. Anyway, so she did that for a while. Then she decided to kind of break away. She tried to do her own like Miley Cyrus album which she I think it was moderately successful and then she also tried to kind of go into different acting besides Disney and she ended up doing the last song which is where she meets Liam Hemsworth. I really like Miley Cyrus now. When she was in Hannah Montana and doing all the Disney things I think I just kind of aged out and I wasn't very interested in that so I didn't really keep up with her. But I do think that she made it out of that child star kind of curse that's going on where some people have huge drug addictions or their substance abuse or just like it seems like their life kind of went really downhill. I think that though she's experienced some things, she seems pretty normal for who she is and a Sagittarius so I have a lot of respect for that and I just really enjoy her and the things that she does also her godmother is Dolly Parton and I think that's incredible I love Dolly Parton so much she was able to break free from the Disney machine and go into her little bangers era with the wrecking ball song and like she was kind of made into a meme with like that twerking thing um, it was really fun to watch her kind of like figure out who she is and the pushback was super enlightening I feel like because people were like oh you know how dare she try to be this sexual or do these things she was grown when she was doing that and she probably felt a lot of pressure um, under that purity culture and that whole I have to look a certain way because a huge corporation is telling me I need to look that way and so it seems pretty natural to want to do something strange and a little weird. And of course, she naturally progressed into finding her little niche and her little center and really found herself 
I think that's wonderful. And I think that more child stars should have that room to breathe. And I don't know how she was able to do that with all of the headlines being so aggressive and mean. But eventually, I don't know if it's because we turned into 2022, everything's fine. (laughs) But like eventually the headlines stopped being so mean about her. Uh, And I do like that. I think that's great. Also, when it comes to her birth chart, she is a Capricorn Venus, which I find really interesting due to the fact that, like, her Sag son is so fun and quirky and enthusiastic and ready to kind of take on all of the new experiences, but then when you have that Capricorn Venus, they can be cautious and reserved and moderate, and so you want to protect yourself. So she must have truly loved Liam in order for her to kind of put herself out there and then to make music about putting herself out there, about heartbreak, about like this whole like revenge clap back, like I'm doing okay. Like I really do feel like Flowers is after therapy and journaling, here I am. And I think that's beautiful. So they met in the last song, and now I'm going to do a little bit about him. So Liam was born January 13th, 1990. Uh, He was born in Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia. He is a Capricorn sun, a Leo moon, and unfortunately we don't have his birth time, so I don't know his houses or his rising, which that's okay. We can still kind of go through it. So he is the youngest out of the three Hemsworth brothers, um, the famous ones, I guess you could say. And his oldest brother has over a nine-year difference. His oldest brother was pretty popular in Australia, and then I do believe he did kind of like a daytime like soap opera in the United States that made him somewhat famous. And then his middle brother is... Chris Hemsworth, which would be the Thor from the Avengers. (laughs) And I will say they all look alike. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Liam and Chris especially look extremely similar to the point that I thought Miley Cyrus was just dating uh, Chris Hemsworth, but he's not. It's totally different people. When deciding to do this piece, I did kind of try to see about their Instagrams and it seems he's very active it seems that he likes to like surf and rock climb and do all that active jock stuff (laughs) but i did find out some interesting information about him and his brothers so his oldest brother is the one who got into acting and the other brothers kind of like fell suit like followed suit really interesting fact that i think kind of just explains most of Liam's personality of why he has such a chip on his shoulder is that he originally tried out for the role of Thor in the Avengers and his brother Chris also tried out and while he kind of like assumed he would get it his brother like packed on like 20 pounds of muscle and tried to show the commitment for the role and he ended up getting it. While publicly, they state that that has not affected, like, their sibling relationships or their family relationships, I don't care who you are, that would affect them. Because could you imagine trying out, assuming you got this role and it went to your brother, who, granted, worked harder 
apparently in the eyes of Marvel and got this huge role that really skyrocketed his career and has changed the whole trajectory of his life. I don't know if I could sit there and say that that didn't affect me. That would make me pretty upset. He is also the youngest, so it kind of makes sense. Chris was older. Um, I think that Liam was only like 18 or 19 years old when he attempted to do Thor. I could not imagine an 18 or 19 year old playing Thor, but, but he was under the impression that he was going to get this role. And even before that, I think there must have been some kind of rivalry because everybody wanted to do the actor situation. They did have their foot in the door due to the older brother. But maybe it was predestined or something like that due to the fact that the very next role that he got was the last song with Miley Cyrus. Seemed like a bit of a twist of fate because then they would have a on-again, off-again relationship for over a decade. That is the beginning of why he is the way he is. Unlike, he seems like the kind of person that would hold like that type of grudge. And Capricorns, like especially Capricorn men, they really have money on the forefront of their mind and the security on the forefront of their mind has made like guest appearances on the soap operas, a few TV shows besides the last song, which I would consider his biggest thing, but he has done other films. He also was a character in The Hunger Games, which a lot of people probably know him from as well. So he does get work, but he's just not as recognizable, I would say, as his brother. And he has a Aquarius Venus, and so I think that his son and Capricorn and his Aquarius Venus is kind of fighting with each other. Aquarius don't want things to get stale, they want things to be fun, they want to be friends, and Capricorns really want to stick to the status quo, so he's kind of fighting like an internal battle. That's just a little bit about him, and now I want to talk about the whole reason I'm doing the couples is I want to talk about flowers. And now we are at the relationship between Liam and Miley. Let me just say, deep diving into all of the dates, I'm not even going to lie to you, is a headache. I definitely feel a little bit like a stalker because of the amount of information I now have on like their entire timeline and love story, and that is just what they tell us, not the possible makeups and breakups that have like completely their business good lord these people can definitely go down an iconic breakup couple breakup makeup breakup makeup but i was debating whether i wanted to kind of go through every single situation i do think we would be here for three hours and i am already tired so I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to fly through them and kind of give you a really good idea of how on again off again they were and how what I consider they're just young but it can feel very toxic and the way that they talk about each other seems very love bomby to me. I do think it's important for the way that we can kind of break down flowers and give you a better idea of why this was such a big, like, screw you. 
and then at the end I'll say whether I think that they're going to get back together or not. Based on my humble opinion and my degree in absolutely nothing. Okay, here we go. I am just going to dive right in. In June 2009, Miley and Liam meet on the last song. In March 2010, Miley and Liam make their red carpet debut for the Oscars, and they are confirming for the first time, in fact, they're dating. Then, in a quick turnaround in August 2010, they confirm they did their first breakup. Then in April 2011, they're back dating again. March 2012, Miley accompanies Liam to the premiere of The Hunger Games, and that's when the engagement rumors start. And then Miley posts on Twitter that, of course, they're not engaged, yada yada, it's a topaz ring, people, stuff like that. But in June 2012, they confirm that they're engaged. <laughs> and then in August 2013, it's their final red carpet appearance together before they break off their engagement. And then this made me laugh, September 2013, Miley unfollows Liam on Twitter that makes me laugh because that was like the first confirmation their engagement has been called off and Liam makes out with a actress um Eliza Gonzalez I'm so sorry I'm butchering that but it's like pretty quick turnaround boy you know what I mean like it's very sad she does some articles for like Cosmopolitan explaining like their relationship and like she's not going to dwell on it and then in july 2014 liam reportedly told friends like that they'll always be best friends him and miley so it's already just like kind of weird anyway and so they're just like dating other people they're trying to stay friends but in january 2016 she went down to australia and stayed with like the hemsworth and then all of a sudden she's wearing the engagement ring again and dun -da -da -da, it's been confirmed that the wedding is back on then they do stay together for quite a while they make appearances do dumb instagram things go on talk shows and talk about how much they care about each other all very sweet i suppose um, but what we're looking for now is that in December 2018, Miley and Liam are finally married. And so you think that this is a great situation, like done, right? And then in July 2019, after they're married, she says she really just doesn't like that she's called a wife. Um, and then in late August 10th, 2019, they break up officially. Then there's just a lot of like, are they gonna get back together? Are they not? What's going on? Eventually, Miley kind of reveals that Liam had like a big party kind of bug. And then what we know now is that there was a lot of cheating involved in the relationship, which was a very 180 from all of the posts and Instagrams and whatever, Twitter threads of them just being like ridiculously happy. It's a very good example of just putting your life, your best points of your life on Instagram, and then if things don't work out, or if like secretly you're struggling, like nobody knows because you just have the highest points of your life on social media, social media is fake. Um, it is all everyone putting on their best show. And I think that that really got to people when it came to this relationship. Not only were they breaking up, making up so 
to back like a game of like ping pong they also just only showed like the highest highs which does make sense for her like little sag brain like she wants to do all the fun things there you go that's just basically the quick fast timeline of exactly what happened with them i am so excited we are finally going to be talking about the song flowers which miley did release on liam's birthday which is just now let's discuss the cheating allegations with liam hemsworth and miley cyrus there is allegations that he has cheated with 14 women this was not confirmed by miley um and of course he denied everything now the blind items do say that he did cheat that does not necessarily mean that he did but can i see liam cheating with having such a chip on his shoulder about how she makes more money she's more successful oh absolutely i can see that um, and then it was interesting when she was asked about if the cheating is the main factor of the divorce. I'm going to quote this because I think it's interesting how she worded it. She posted in August 2019, the truth is once Liam and I reconciled, I meant it and I was committed. There are no secrets to uncover there. I've learned from every experience in my life. I'm not perfect. I don't want to be. It's boring. Very sad of you. I've grown up in front of you, but the bottom line is I have grown up. I can admit to a lot of things, but I refuse to admit that my marriage ended because of cheating. Mm. Liam and I have been together for a decade. I've said it before and it remains true. I love Liam and always will. But at this point, I had to make a healthy decision for myself to leave a previous life behind. I am the healthiest and happiest I've ever been in a long time. You can say I'm a <laughs> twerking, pot-smoking, foul-mouthed hillbilly. I love that. I want to be that. But I am not a liar. True that, girl. So the reason why I thought this was interesting is that I think he was on the party train. Um, he probably did cheat. I'm sure some of them could be like, were they on a break? They were going on and off a lot. I'm sure he did. But I also think that there was a lot that she forgave him for. All of that to say that happened in 2019. She really went through some, some deep, you know, internal struggles because there's lots of Easter eggs in the Flowers music video, including the fact that she wears the gold dress that Jennifer Lawrence wore for a premiere of The Hunger Games. It has been speculated that Liam has cheated on Miley with Jennifer, and Jennifer admitted she's kissed him off screen before. That makes the timing very weird. Also, he seems like that kind of guy for sure and i don't care for jennifer lawrence i think that she is a bra girl but she just it bad itch in my brain you know what i mean mm -mm, no thank you another big easter egg would be the song itself it is just like the i should have bought you flowers song the like when i was your man by bruno mars hemsworth actually dedicated that song to Miley during their wedding so it makes sense that she would clap back with a song that was basically I don't need you to do those things 
And isn't it kind of shitty that you decided that was going to be your wedding song? Like, I was shitty to you, I was bad to you, but like, here we are getting married. Like, I don't find that romantic. Maybe at their age they did. I would be somewhat insulted. <laughs> uh, okay, so next Easter egg that I want to talk about in it would definitely be the Malibu house. That was a big point in their relationship and their marriage. They moved in there together um, even before they were married. It did burn down and was destroyed um, and because of the fires. I'm not laughing because of that. I'm laughing because it's such an interesting thing that the house is plays like a character. They were together since she was 16 years old. And when their house burned down, they felt like they needed to rush something, something new, like a new life knew them. And they totally disregarded the way that they felt about getting married like she didn't want to be married um I think a lot of Sages have that kind of pushback like yeah maybe someday but like don't control me but in the video she is dancing up to the Malibu house where he has allegedly I'm gonna say allegedly brought women that he cheated on her with to their house <laughs> like I'm angry for her Another throwback would be that she does wear his suit that they went to a premiere for the Avengers movie for Chris Hemsworth and you know they went. Has a video where she's just being silly and like pretending to lick him and being Miley I suppose and he tells her can't you be normal for once or like mouse that to her and so she wears that suit and dances crazy and doesn't have a shirt on underneath. I mean what kind of glue, by the way? Like, I was very impressed with, like, how many shots they had to do. But she pulled it off. It was great. There are some scenes where she's in this, like, bikini doing these poses and, like, dancing and swimming underwater. And that has been linked to Jennifer Lawrence as well. And that's all alleged, too. Can I see that being true? Absolutely. But this song was very much a fun clapback song I think it was done intentionally I think it was more about her healing than anything else I don't necessarily think it was like to call out Jennifer Lawrence well maybe a little bit but it wasn't meant for much more than I think her just kind of like being free of the whole situation and like if you're going to be like we're never ever getting back together <laughs> and you want to like Taylor Swift that by like making a song I think you should <laughs> that's just my opinion so yeah, the video was super fun. I had a blast kind of like trying to find more Easter eggs. I am also though not very good at finding them. So I would love for people to post like more so I could just kind of get more involved in it. But maybe not for a few days because I kind of have a headache now from doing all of this. They really were back and forth guys. Like so back and forth, so up and down just reading about it was a lot i cannot imagine actually living through all this it's a little too toxic for me um but i wish them both nothing but happiness and i wish them well and yeah so that was flowers <laughs> today um i really hope that you had a good time and thank you so much if you stuck around this long to hear my rambles and my like absolutely judgmental opinions but
but yeah, I just some topics I wanted to touch on and talk about. So this will be posted today, and now I'm going to do a little shameless plug of all of my things. Uh, you can go to the Instagram page where it is the Astro Dish. Um, I kind of go over some stuff that we talk about today. You get a little sneak peek of what I'll talk about next week. Just things on my mind, really. I have a Patreon, which this week we are going to be talking about uh, Harry and Meghan and this royal mess of the biography, The Spare, um, and just some thoughts on that. Then on Thursday, I also have a article podcast coming out on my Substack, um, which is ne- the Nepo Baby article. I just wanted to discuss it, listen to some of the clapbacks, and then kind of like put my own two cents on that. I think the Substack and my Instagram are great ways to kind of see what I'm doing. Um, the Substack I will be doing Monday through Friday, I do. And then of course, every week we have a free newsletter where I send out a free newsletter just letting you know for that week what we talked about if anything seemed interested to you so yeah that's going to be all for me today i really appreciate you guys sticking around to the end um i will put links into the podcast i think i should be able to do that have a great week guys